Faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. You're listening to Freedom Rings. I'm your host, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Today on the Freedom Rings podcast, I am so excited to welcome a true superstar, and you're going to remember him, uh, U.S. Representative from Utah, Burgess Owens. And when I think of really good, strong conservatives here in Washington, he is one of the first people that really comes to mind, such a fighter for our conservative values and appreciates freedom, free people, free markets, and what they bring to life every day, how they make life better. And Burgess, I am just so excited for our listeners to learn a little bit about you. So thank you for joining well, us. Thank you for the inv- invitation. Look forward to chatting with you and um, give me a little bit of an idea of uh, where my, my foundation comes from. It's the old-fashioned Good old American common sense. I'm looking forward to chatting with you about it for sure. Absolutely. And your life and career really have been so exemplary. <laughs> and you have been dedicated. You've been empathetic. You've been hardworking. All of those things. And then you've brought that skill to the U.S. Capitol. But let's lay out your path to Washington, um, how you grew up, okay, got involved in football, and then your career path. Well, first of all, I was I was extremely fortunate to grow up in the Deep South, uh, down in the '60s, days of KKK, Jim Crow, and segregation. And I say I was uh, fortunate because I was raised in a remarkable, um, uh, remarkable community. It's interesting if those who really understood our history knew that our country has always been available, the options, the dreams have always been available, those who want to take advantage of it. And my community was a good example of that. Uh, we had some basic tenets that we were taught, that we were raised in, faith, family, free market, and education. And what I've come to understand is that even though we were not assimilating as a nation, Every culture believed those same tenets. And uh, at the end of the day, <clears throat> it was about how can we succeed through meritocracy to get the respect of every other American. And we were part of that process. So raising it in a, in a community that because we bought into that, led the country in the growth of middle class since the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And these are things that a lot of Americans do not know about the black community that i like to highlight because it points to the fact that anyone in this country that that ties into the right tenets can succeed. We led the country in the growth of middle class, men matriculated from college, men committed to marriage, and percentage of entrepreneurs. And because of those tenets, uh, you know, I, I was raised knowing that we can do anything. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. going to be easy, but the whole idea of somebody told you couldn't do it, our goal was to show them that they were wrong. And so I had a remarkable mom and dad, a community that truly believed in, in those concepts. And I'm just thankful for that, that foundation. It's just basic, good old American common sense. And I'm blessed right now to, uh, to represent a state that still has those tenets as, as its core. And we just have to hold on to it, Marsha. At the end of the day, we have to get back to what America, what made our country great. And, and we've had, we've had a great ancestry to show us what that looks like. Yes, indeed. You're so right about that. And I think that is a lesson you're passing on to 15 grandchildren. Is right. that right? Just added 16. Just added oh, the, the last goodness. one about, uh, about three months ago. So, but I think my, my girls have, have uh, convinced me 
that this is going to be it. I can't talk <laughs> of it anymore. So, but it's it is uh, nothing uh, more exciting to know that you're fighting for your kids, your grandkids' future, and that's that's the old American way, which I'm excited about. You know, to me, I I'm a grandmom, and when I think about my kids and their future, and I look at what the left is doing that is pushing towards socialism. It is just horrifying to me to think that they may not know that what the American dream is. Yeah. And I think we all want children to grow up knowing that if they can conceive an idea and develop that idea, and if they believe in themselves, they can make that happen. No question. The, the, the concept of America comes down to uh, two words, dream big. Uh, it's always been that way. Uh, we've always had a society in which every generation thrives to have their kids stand on their shoulders to become even better. And we're, ba- we're going back to that. I'll, I'll say one thing that, um, that I am, I've learned over the last year and a half being here in Congress. I've never been more excited about our future than I am today because American people are waking up. The American people, if we the people, the most powerful three words in the history of mankind, once we understand we're under attack, once we understand our kids are at risk, when we understand that our freedoms that we've just taken for granted is not guaranteed, there's nothing more powerful than what we do when we come together with that. And that's what's happening right now. Uh, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle we're on, Democrat, Independent, or Republican, we're talking again about those mm-hmm. things that matter. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in the next, next few minutes. But uh, we have an administration that has shown what it looks like to lose everything that's, that really matters to us. And we're not going to stand for it. So we're talking. We might not agree on everything, but the basic core values of faith, family, free market, education. We all say we all know that's that's in 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 the day that's where we need to be heading off to. So we're we're on on track to uh, to get this back to being more engaged, more educated, and I'm excited about our future, where we're going to be as we we turn the corner on this deal. Yes, and you know, I think that there are a couple of things that the American people look at. You talk about faith, family, freedom. I add to that hope and opportunity, because in America, you can be hopeful that things are going to improve, and you can have doors of opportunity open for you that really shape your life. And I think that, like me, you are someone that had those doors of opportunity open, and then you were able to use those to get to where you are today. And that's, that's the, 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 the American dream is, first of all, the ability to know that anything is possible. The other thing is realize that it takes hard work and it takes going through some ups and downs in life. Uh, I think the, the most important thing we can learn, and we see this in our country as we continue to improve to be a, a more perfect union, we see it in our personal lives, is that downtime's a part of the process. You know, that's mm-hmm. the contrast we get. Uh, as long as we understand that and we know that we're going to come out of it okay because we have faith in a God that's going to be there for us in the long term, then we'll be okay. When we take that faith away, we start to look at uh, at either ourselves being the, the total answer or government being the total answer, that's where hopelessness begins. I just mentioned that great community I grew up in. That community is not the same that I grew up in because we lost hope. We lost hope in God. We lost hope in the free market. We began to think that government was our answer. We lost hope in what the family unit should look like, our traditional values and our roles. And those are things we have to get back to because in order to be successful, there's basic truths. And you cannot deny the truths just like mm-hmm. you cannot 
deny gravity. You know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We can't legislate it out of the way. And we understand that as Americans, we'll, we'll get back to where we really need to be leading in every sense of freedom that, uh, that's out there. That is that is so true. Well, let's talk a little bit about your work in Congress. What are the issues that you have focused on once you've gotten here? Well, I'm one of those guys who said I would never, ever be a politician, by the way, (laughs) with their emphasis on ever, never, ever. Yeah, I had said that. I would never be a candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, actually, after 30 years um, of leaving the NFL, I, I found what I thought was going to be kind of my swan song, work with at-risk kids. So I started a not-for-profit called Second Chance for Youth. What I realized is that if we don't get the policies taken care of in D.C., our kids across the country do not have a chance. So that was kind of the the nexus of me getting started, a genesis getting started. And uh, now, and the only thing I did know for sure when I entered this profession was that education was everything. My dad was a, was a college educator, um, came back from World War II, could not get his postgraduate degree down south in Texas where he grew up because of the Jim Crow laws. I uh, ran across a box of letters uh, rejection letters after he passed away. Uh, all these letters across the country that was rejecting his his application. He ended up because they believed that those, those days of just fighting through it. He ended up going to Ohio State where he got his PhD in, in agronomy, and uh, went on to be a professor for forty years at Florida A and M University, and also an entrepreneur. Uh, raised being raised in a family that education was everything. My mom was also an educator. And their life was about educating, exposing us, having us to understand critical thinking skills, knowing that you can work hard, overcome any process if you know how to think. And so I knew that education was the foundation of us coming back. And I knew the lack of it was what happened to my community. So that was the one area that I knew I was going to be part of. So I'm, I'm a member of the Education and Labor Committee, the ranking member for pre-K through 12. Next year, it'll be Education and Workforce. So uh, that was that's something that I have a passion for. Uh, I just had a conversation with my team this last weekend. I just finished uh, reading Bessie DeVos's book for a second yes. time. And, uh, and it just dawned on me that, that my legacy of all the things I can do in this country is when I leave here, know that we have disrupted the educational system, that we've turned it in a way that's truly focused on our kids, our, 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 our country, our, our great past, and, and what we can foresee in, our, in the future. So if, if I can have my legacy as being tagged into educating our children all across the board, no matter what zip code, what the income status, then I think that I will, this, this process, this phase would have been well worth it, to say the least. Well, that is such a contribution. And to talk about critical thinking for children is so imperative. And it's one of the things that really bothers me about cancel culture, because you do not allow children to figure out how they learn. And you don't teach them critical thinking and discussion and robust debate. And that is how children learn. You have to question and be curious. In anything we do, you have to um, you have to have contrast. You have to have something that pushes back. Uh, what I'll say about my dad, I have so much respect for. We might not have agreed on on everything, but he was most proud of me being able to articulate my thoughts to to bring something to the plate that had him think. And so that's the process. And um, I'll say this: we talked about earlier. With our greatest threat is called socialism. Mm-hmm. It's an ideology that thrives on hopelessness, on people not thinking. And our education system has been undermined like little termites for decades. Uh, that great community I just talked about, where it's come down to now is that same community that led the country in men matriculating from college. 
is at the very bottom of that that uh, that, sec- that that sector right now. Uh, in 2017, the state of California uh, came out with a study that. 75% of the black boys in the state of California could not pass standard reading and writing tests. Right? We're here in D.C. You have districts that have zero percentage uh, proficiency in math. That's what the left does. They destroy our ability to think, to dream, to move forward. And we have to be very, have to understand that. This is something we just cannot sit back and be passive about. We have to be bold, call it what it is. Marxism and socialism is our enemy, and it destroys anyone that wants to 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 move forward and, and 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 live the American dream. So we have to recognize that. Thank goodness we're waking up. Parents are now talking about it. The primary educator should be the parent. And we're now realizing that. And I'm thankful the fact that that we're no longer on the sideline looking at this process. It's is we're on the field of action, working and putting our part into whatever that may be. And I think it's right. gonna make a big difference. I think it will make a big difference. And I am so pleased to hear you talk about that as your focus. Uh, I got to ask you, what does freedom mean to you? And how has freedom and the concept of freedom impacted your life? Boy, what a what a good question. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because uh, freedom is, is something we almost take for granted. Well, not almost. In America, we wake up every single day. We kind of look at our calendar figure out what our day looks like, um, think about the, the dreams we might have short and long term, and know that in the, the day we'll come back home safely and start dreaming again tomorrow. When you have that lack of freedom, first of all, you do not have the security to think about what the next day might look at like you're not you're not you're not you don't have that consistency of thought of or just taking things for granted. Uh, we woke up one day uh, this last couple of years and realized that you know we had a, we're in a position where we actually could not, um, uh, you know, we couldn't go to church. We couldn't open a business. We couldn't put our kids in school and know they're getting a good education. And that's, I think, the first time as Americans we figured out that freedom is not something we just take for granted anymore. I say the biggest thing about freedom is knowing that whatever our potential might be, whatever it is that we can overcome, the fact that we can't overcome, the fact that we can take a risk, fall flat on our face and get back up and try all again. That is the essence of freedom. And, and we take for granted because we don't realize that's not the way it is in most countries. Uh, you're not given an opportunity to take risks. You're not, you're not, uh, uh, you, you don't become uh, a, a symbol and a sign for others once you uh, have failed to show that you, you know, you can do it also. Other people can do it also. So it's, it's a remarkable thing we have. We just can't take for granted. And uh, we need to learn our history to know truly the price has been paid for us for all these for cent- over a couple of centuries now and 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 do not let those who gave this this opportunity to us don't let them down what a great message and i thank you for taking the time to join me on freedom rings this morning and i know that those that are listening are going to want to follow you know a little bit more about you they're going to find you on twitter and facebook at Burgess Owens, and your website is Burgess for the number four, Burgess4Utah.com. Very good. Thank you, Marsha. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you. You betcha. Thank you for listening to this episode of Freedom Rings. You can follow me on Twitter at Vote Marsha, Facebook, at Marsha Blackburn for Senate and on Instagram at Team Marsha. And you can always find us online at MarshaBlackburn.com. The Freedom Rings podcast is edited and produced 
by Jared Cummings. Executive producers are Conservative Partnership Center and Marsha Blackburn. Together, we make freedom ring.